Well, welcome. Welcome to One Heart Church. We're doing things a little bit different this morning, a little bit different, but a little bit good, a lot good. Um, If you are visiting and you're our guest this morning, we just really want to say a big welcome. We're so glad that you're here today. And if you haven't been for a while, we say welcome back. Thanks for everyone who's watching us live stream. We welcome you into our little chat today. Um, So as I just said, we're going to do things a little bit different this morning and we're going to be doing this type of thing every month. Maybe not on stage like this, but what we're going to be calling it is sharing your story. So today we're going to hear from Shirley and Claire. And if you don't know, my name's Pauline and I'm one of the pastors here at One Heart Church. And um, it's called sharing your testimony um, about what God's done and where he's brought you from. And I know for me, as a believer, it's amazing, really amazing when you hear transformed life stories of someone going from an alcoholic and becoming sober or they've had a drug addiction and they're now clean. And we want to hear stories like that because God does want to transform our lives. But it also makes me really happy when God wants to use an everyday hairdresser, an everyday student... And he wants to use us, everyday people, to fulfil his mission here on earth. And that's the good news when Jesus can step in and change someone's life. So this morning, we're going to hear a little bit of your stories. And the one thing I want you to understand is the one thing that we have in this crazy world is the hope. And that hope comes from Jesus and the sacrificial work that he did on the cross, which is why we have Easter because we are remembering what Jesus did when he went and died on the cross for us. And as I said, the one thing that we have is the hope that Jesus gives us in our lives. And as Christians, it tells us in 1 Peter 3.15, even if you don't know Jesus yet, this is what it tells us in the Bible. It says, And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. So sharing your faith story you might not always find it easy. You might actually find it sometimes intimidating, especially, especially if people mock you or they make fun of what you believe. But I'm telling you, when you do share your story, it can have an eternal consequence on the listener because they go from darkness to light and you're opening up a door for them to hear about Jesus and, Jesus and know what he can do for them. So where are we going to start off this morning? And that is, my first question is going to be, Shirley, to you, and I'm going to ask the same question to you, Claire, and it's, how did you actually first hear about Jesus? I used to go walking almost daily with Rose and with our dogs, and um, Rose would, every opportunity she got, she would be in my ear. And so I used to get so angry. It was like pressing the anger button and steam would come out of my ears. And I used to think, I wish she would be quiet. (laughs) And I used to feel like slapping her. Sorry, Rose. Sorry, Rose. (laughs) Sorry and thank you. (laughs) Persistence. Anyway, the girls that I've, you know, I collect kids and dogs and... um, they, Rose was having her hair done this day and she said to the girls, would you like to come to kids' church with me? I'll come pick you up and I'll drop you back to Shirley. So she did. The next week, the kids wanted to go again and I thought, oh, I suppose I'd better do the right thing and take them. 
well, I'll just come and see what church is all about. So I did, and here I am all these years later and love my church family and everyone. So thank you, Rose. So, Claire, how, how did you first hear about Jesus? Yeah, so um, I was in year nine when I first heard about Jesus. I went to, like, a Lutheran school, so you did Christian studies, you learned about religion, you did chapel, and you did devotions every morning, but I think one thing that wasn't there was, like, how to start a relationship with Jesus. So um, I remember I was just talking to this um, person one day, um, because I just wanted to have a conversation with her. And so we had a bit of a chat, and over a period of a couple of weeks, um, she was just telling me about who God was in her life and um, what church was about and, and all this stuff about youth. And it, I had a curiosity that just kind of grew from that. And then um, I remember one lunchtime, we sat down and we were eating our lunch together, and she said, Claire, do you know if you don't know Jesus, you're going to go to hell? And I was like, oh, okay, Um but I knew I wasn't scared of that. Um, I, I know that that planted another seed in my heart that was like, I want to know who Jesus is for myself. Like, I want to hear about him. I want a relationship with him. Um, yes, I heard about him at school. Well, that's the one thing that spoke to me in both of your conversations was someone needed to say something or do something. Whether it annoyed you or not, someone needed to do something or say something. People might not have said the most eloquent words or said, well, going to you, you're going to go to hell. Well, that's how to win friends and influence people. But it planted a seed. So you know what? God can take our words that we don't even feel are very, you know, adequate um, and he can use to sow seeds into people's lives. So the reality is we've got to tell somebody. And I think that's what we, we've got to. You've got to tell someone something. So the next question that, that I wanted to ask was, what steps did you take to follow Jesus? So you've made a decision for Jesus and go, yep, that's what I want to, want to do. So what steps did you take to follow him? What did it look like for you, Shirley? Reading or coming to church, number one reading the Bible and the word for today, which is wonderful reading. And lessons with you, Pastor Pauline, we'd listen to Joyce Myers or Greg Laurie. Somebody. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And um, going to Pastor Pauline's was always an absolute pleasure. She fed me. (laughs) Loved it. Well, there you go, food. And now we have Prime Movers and um, Jeff and Josie are just wonderful leaders. That They do a fantastic job. So every fortnight you have that little bit more of Joyce Myers or someone and that's about it. So, Claire, what, what steps did you take to follow Jesus? What yeah, did it look like so, for you? Um, much like Shirley, I think there was an invitation at the start. And so saying yes to that invitation was definitely a doorway in. And I think also, like, responding to prayer as well. So, like, if there's an altar call or the prayer of salvation, like, responding in that and then going and getting the resources after. And, um, yeah, to, and being around people who want to encourage you, who want to see you grow, um, intentionally praying into, like, your life is great to be around those things as well. So I think that was an active step is just being here, saying yes, and um, being around great, encouraging people. So good. Really good. How encouraging is it to hear people's stories? I, I just love it. Um, 
So my next question is going to be, Shirley, as the words in that song so powerfully said, how has Jesus changed your life? Things have gotten better and better, but um, along the way there's been a lot of problems and heartaches. And Anyway, I'm much calmer and I'm less um, anxious when things go wrong because I pray and there's always an answer. Somewhere, somehow, mm, that's good. that we haven't got that clarity of thought, especially when you're upset over something. So, um, and coping with difficult people, I have a few that don't like paying for their hair. Oh. And it's such an ongoing irritation that... Um, I'm too soft. But anyway, <laughs> I have improved with saying no. But I still don't really do it very well. So, and when I get too busy and I cannot cope, you know, kids, dogs, customers, uh, you name it, um, I do get a bit forgetful. And I forgot that this was on. I forgot don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I did. I totally whoosh. So here I am, and Jesus has really helped. That's good. Yeah, we love her. We love Shirley, and I, and I personally love seeing the transformation that God has done over time. And can I just say to everyone, it's one step at a time. He's not asking us to be from here to there perfect. There's a journey. That's why it's called the journey. And he just wants you to run in your lane. Just do what he's asking you to do. How about, how about you, Claire? How's Jesus changed your life from the age of 14? Because you're a real mm. rebel, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, um, so I think one of the main ways Jesus has changed my life is just in my heart. So allowing um, healing to take place in my own life, you know, um, learning how to forgive people, learning that it's, it's normal to forgive people. And I'm not saying that it's always easy and a walk in the park, but it, it's a bit painful sometimes. So I think Jesus has allowed me to forgive a lot of hurt that's um, happened in my life. And also I think just restoring hope in my, in my life and saying like, I know there's a future for me. I know there's a future for my family. I know there's like, uh, yeah, hope, hope that, um, you know, there will be a tomorrow. There's a fresh start. And even when times come, like you still struggle and it, the struggle might be daily, but I think holding onto the hope of, that we have in Jesus is the greatest gift ever. Oh, amen. Thank you. That is so good. And our last question for this morning is going to be, how important is it for you ladies to share your faith? And even when we feel intimidated and you feel a little bit scared because you, sometimes you can feel apprehensive about how people are going to accept it. But how important is it? And is there anything that you would say can help? Not being an expert, but you know, yeah. How, how do you? Why is it important? So important, but it's very difficult. I have um, trouble, even though I don't have trouble talking. <laughs> this subject is can be, um, because you always think, oh, are you treading on someone's toes or what have you, but going to church has definitely changed my life for the better. Jesus has changed my life in so many ways. I'm more confident, I accept who I am, double chin and all. <laughs> and, you know, it's not easy to, um, you have to have 
um, courage. And it's easy with children, but even so, even then, sometimes the parents don't want them to come. So they might come once and then Dad will say, mm, no, you know. So um, it's, it's just having the courage to speak out and talk about Jesus. Yeah, so I think also kind of continuing on from Shirley's is as you mature as a Christian, um, I think you get a burden in your heart for people. Like you want to see your family saved. You want to see your friends saved. And so I think it's understanding what to do with that burden as well. And um, I think we forget about the power of our relationships and the power of conversation that we have with our friends and family. Like one conversation can change the whole game. So I think just being... um, bold in that and not being forceful but um yeah with grace like speaking with grace and speaking in truth and um you know be prayerful about it as well like um just be praying all the time for our friends to be saved because i want to see everyone in heaven i don't want to be like where are you um cousin or or parents you know i want to see my family in heaven i want to see my friends in heaven with me so yeah oh thank you so much why don't we give these ladies a hand that was just Incredible. And that's really, as a church, what we all need to be able to do is just share our story, just like that, just in a conversation with someone about how he's, um, he's helped us and, and changed us. Um, we had Awaken on Thursday night, if if you don't know what Awaken Night is, we do it once a month on a Thursday night and it's a time that we can just really have more time in worship. We can pray together for each other. We can get prayer. Pastor Rob will share a word. And I was so encouraged on Thursday night because Pastor Rob shared a word about um, Saul who turned into Paul and Saul was a persecutor of Christians and... God called a man, Ananias, to go and tell Saul about Jesus. And I, when I was just hearing that, I'm going, there's sharing your story right there. To a man who was a persecutor of the Christians, he was the one that was there giving orders for Stephen to be stoned. And here, Ananias, hears God and is obedient to say something to a mean man. And then we've got Paul, who's written a lot of the New Testament. So I was just encouraged by hearing that, and I hope Pastor Rob will share that at church one day because it was such a good word. But now we're going to welcome up Pastor Rob, and he will finish off the service. Good morning, church. Great to see you here this morning. So glad to be with you in church today. So uh, how'd you like that for something different? I think it was a great time. So thanks Shirley and Claire for sharing your stories. It's really important and we want to be listening to more and more of those over the next few months. It's going to be good. So I uh, just want to welcome the, those watching uh, online and also if you're listening to us on the podcast, I'll be cheeky and say, why didn't you just come to church? That's no, all right. <laughs> then we wouldn't need all this technology. So great to see you here. Um, the greatest triumph Jesus has given the church is the story of changed lives. That's the greatest thing that we have. There are many organisations that hang their hat on changing lives. Uh, we have Weight Watchers. Who's ever heard of those? 
Put your hand up if you've ever been. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> My mother-in-law, uh, she's, she's a long way away from here. I don't have to wait. Uh, there's AA, there's, uh, there's fitness centres, there's wealth managers, there's hair restoration clinics. They all focus on making change that promises things will be different. They'll be better now because you've done our, our course or whatever. Now, the, all these places there, advertising is best presented by people telling their story. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, I, I was bold. I was a weakling. Uh, I was broke. Um, but now, now I'm wealthy. Now I've got hair. <laughs> now I'm... <laughs> and you can't argue with a, with a story like that. It's like, it's amazing. So telling others what Jesus has done for you is influential and persuasive. It's powerful. It is the method God decided to use. That's what I find is so amazing. God's method that he decided to help uh, bring people closer to him and to have a relationship with him was to use other people. I think that's incredible and, and amazing that God chooses us. God chooses you to tell others. See, the whole point of the Christian experience is changing. And Jesus doesn't want to have a relationship with people so they just stay the same. So they just be the same. So the whole reason why you pay the dollars to go to the health club and then hardly ever go, but the reason why you do is because you want to change. You want to be fit. You want to be stronger. Uh, you, you want to be healthier. That's why you do it. And when it comes to our spiritual life, the reason Jesus wants to have a relationship with you is to make you spiritually better, make you spiritually stronger and healthier. So um, Jesus describes that change as being born again. And I think that's the greatest description of, of a change. It's like you suddenly were one thing, but you've been born into something new, something different. And Jesus wants you to experience that total life change of being born anew, born afresh. It's having a whole new start in life by an experience that is spiritual. And I want you to discover that and you discover that and walk with that by relationship and growing in Jesus. So in the book of Colossians 1 verse 6, it's on the screen here, um, it says, This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. So, we also read in Revelation 12, verse 11, uh, it says, And they defeated him, that, that, that one they've defeated is the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. Testimony is a Christian word for tell your story of, of what's happened to you. So we use funny words in, in the, the uh, Christian language and testimony is one of those uh, which they use in court. But... Um, that, that message there in Revelation describes how we defeat the devil. And the equation of that is by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus. He's, he's the one who on the cross de uh, defeated sin in our life and um, took that away. And that's our story of salvation is what Jesus has done for us. And the next stage how we defeat the enemy is by our testimony, by our story. I was in church once in Hindley Street. We were in a church in Hindley Street. 
and uh, um, people used to come in off the street. And one Sunday morning, I was on duty. I, I was on. I was on the welcome team. I'm standing at the back of the auditorium. There it was in the cinema, and and standing there looking official. And, and this guy comes in off the street, and you know, he smells a bit like he's. You know, he, he's drank too much. There's a little bit of other substance there as well. And, uh, and, and he's listening and then he, he's sort of, you know, standing back a little bit. And he says to me, because the preacher's going on about the enemy, the enemy. And he goes, who's the enemy? I said, it's a great question. I said, he's talking about the devil. He goes, oh, okay. Because he's thinking, well, who's this enemy we've got to be looking out for? So that w- when we say that, that we have victory over the enemy, we have victory over the devil by what Jesus has done for us and by our testimony, by our story of what Jesus has done for us. So I tell you what, your story is powerful and amazing, and you need to know that it's something that other people need to hear about. And we're going to look at all that uh, uh, this morning. So there are two types of stories that we'll hear about that are both equally important. Number one is those who have grown up in church and have been blessed by it. You know, it is a powerful testimony to say, I grew up in church. I, I had a Christian family, so I didn't get caught up in bad relationships. I didn't get caught in substance abuse. I didn't get caught in, in uh, uh, abusive situations in, in other areas of my life. I grew up in the house of God, and I was, I was blessed, and I prospered, and, uh, and I avoided all the pitfalls that life had for me, but God has taken me on a journey, and I'm a better person. So that's a great and powerful testimony. Um, the, the second type is those who have not known Jesus until later on, and that still is a uh, they're equally important, great testimony. So we don't want to say, well, you know, you don't have a story because you know your your parents were believers and brought you up in the house of God. You've got a powerful testimony that is is incredibly important to tell. So I pray and hope today that you'll realise that you have a story, you have a testimony, and that when you share it, there is power in it. Because when you tell your story, others can believe. So the, the enemy never wants you to tell your story. Telling others what Jesus has done for you is influential and persuasive. Now that word testimony, we use that these days in, in an official sense in, in courts of law. The testimony um, is giving evidence. It's a declaration, a statement of what happened to me, either what you saw or where you were or whatever. It's a testimony. It's really important that in a sense, spiritually speaking, when you tell others your story, it is a testimony, a declaration of what God has done for you, what Jesus has done in your life. So it's really important that we learn to, uh, to develop the ability to tell others about what Jesus has done for you. So we don't have to know uh, all, all the different um, aspects of Bible teaching and all that kind of stuff. All we need to know is what God has done for me, where I was from then to where I am today. And so that others can believe when we tell our story. So Romans 10:14 is a great verse on this. It says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them. I'm just going to ask the musicians to come back and join me, please. So over the next few months, we'll be hearing many more people's stories of what Jesus has done in their life. And I'm looking forward to hearing those stories. One Heart Church, we are defeating the enemy 
by the blood of the Lamb, by accepting Jesus as our Saviour, taking away our sins, and through the word of our testimony. See, that's spiritual warfare. That's the things that God is calling us to do. So we have God saying, on one hand, tell somebody your story. And the devil often in our other ear saying, don't tell anyone. Keep it a secret. They won't want to know. And we've got to have a boldness as to who we're going to listen to. And I know which voice that we need to be listening to. And that is the voice, if you're wondering, is to go and tell somebody. You might think, but they won't receive it. I, I know I, I haven't spent my life um, uh, working in a church, you know, in that uh, uh, Christianese environment. I've spent many years in factories, on farms, in, in uh, building sites and all that kind of stuff. And always had opportunities to share what God has done in my life. And, uh, and it's amazing how people want to know. And sometimes the, 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 the loudest critic really wants to know the story. I'll tell you one example. One guy I used to work with on construction in Adelaide, um, he was always wanting to challenge me, always after me and, and wanting to belittle me, make me look stupid and all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, there would never be a day where he wouldn't uh, publicly want to have a challenge about what I believe. And I would just keep reminding him, well, I know what, where I was and what God's done in my life. That's all I can tell you about. But you know something? Um, I don't know where he is today. But one day, Paulie and myself were many, many years later in, in Tea Tree Plaza in a cafe, minding our own business. And I see him walk in. I'm thinking, oh, no. It's like the last person you ever want to see again. And, and I'm thinking, I hope he doesn't see me. I hope he doesn't see me. I'm just going to like play, pretend I'm invisible. Ever done that? You think, I'm just going to be invisible right now. And he won't see me. But he does. And you know what I was amazed? He see, I thought, oh, no, he's seen me. He's seen me. Uh-oh. He knows it's me. And he comes straight for me in the middle of this cafe and he says, Rob, you wouldn't believe what I've been through. I've been through here and here and here and here. And, and he's suddenly downloading honestly to me about, uh, he didn't say, hey, I've, I've found Jesus, but he's been on a life journey. And, he's, and the reason he would attack and, and go after me all the time is because he knows that he's got more in his life that he needs to discover. He knows his things that God could change. And he's just challenging it. He's just wanting to, to test the boundaries there with me and all that stuff. But, you know, he was genuinely glad to see me that day. And he says, I want your phone number. I want to come and see you. And I said, oh, I live in Port Lincoln now. And he goes, no, I'll come to Port Lincoln. <laughs> but, you know, something, they want to know what God has done in you. Because that's something that is real. So we have God telling us, saying, tell someone. We need to listen to that voice. And people will often ask us more than we have to tell them. Well, tell me about this thing. And we don't have to go through a theology lesson from Adam and Eve. And that's what I used to do. People say, tell me about what you want. And I go, oh, well, to understand, you've got to go. And I'd write on these walls of Adam and Eve and they sinned and blah. You know, they're like, oh, you lost me already. We just have to tell them what God did in you. Whatever your story is, you say, well, this is how, how it was. This is what, what I used to be like. But now suddenly th things have changed in my life. And, and it, sometimes it's a suddenly, sometimes it's a steady change. But know what God has done in your life. As we finish my message today, I just want to give people an opportunity today. We always do this. And that is to get your life right with God. So you could be here 
you know, many different places and stages of your journey with God. But I think it's always good to have an opportunity in church to give people the chance to ask Jesus to make things right in their life. It's asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. It's asking Jesus back. Maybe you've been in in church. Maybe you've been a Christian and you've been away from God and you want to come back. You could be here today and you've never even really been in church much before. Never heard anything like these stories. But you're thinking, I would like God to do that in my life. So we start that journey with a prayer. And it's a powerful prayer. When When you pray it from your heart. And what we do is we just pray it together here today. Before we do, I'm just going to ask everyone to close their eyes and give people an opportunity just to pause for a moment and think, do I need to pray a prayer like this? Maybe you're thinking there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to my life, to the the spiritual side of life as well. You can start a new journey, be born again today when you ask Jesus and you pray this prayer and ask Jesus from your heart, it can change. It can change. You can change as Jesus enters into every part of your life. So if we just turn to the screens, I'd ask you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Dear Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life. And I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that was you today and you've made that first step for the very first time, I just want to encourage you that you've stepped into a good thing, a new future, a new day. That's so good telling others what Jesus has done for you is influential and persuasive. People need to hear your story. We're going to invite Pauline back and she's going to finish off the service for us. What a good word. Thank you, Pastor Rob. Hope you're feeling, not feeling, we can't go by feelings, but I hope you feel empowered to start working on your story so that we can share our story.